Hi, and welcome to Hack the Net, where every week we uh, <laughs> give the internet the life hacks that they demand. I'm Matt Heron. <laughs> Leave him out there cold. I'm Jeff. <laughs> Hell yeah, I'm Louisa Heron, we did it! Yeah, we're back in the we're back in the saddle. Don't yep. call it a comeback. I made that joke before we started recording, so that's not good. But it's fine. Yep, it's all good. I remember how to do this. I swear. I'm closing all of the idle games that I have open on my computer so I can focus. Okay. I'm Did you play that vampire one you were talking about. Hold on, one okay. more. Right. I'm turning okay. off all of the idling cars I have in my home. <laughs> well, you yeah, gotta you keep like your own to do- somehow. You just like to do it to offset all the Teslas and electric cars being sold. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm having the cars uh, solve complicated mathematical equations to generate Bitcoin very slowly. Oh, I see. Yeah. It's a good idea. Is it? You're going to get one of those uh, brain chips that Elon Musk is using to kill monkeys, put in, right? <laughs> a- ASAP. <laughs> is that what he's doing? Because oh that seems God. like a very complicated way to kill monkeys. He started I know, putting... there's so many easier ways. <laughs> He started putting these chips in monkey brains for reasons that are unclear to me, because I learned about it from the headline that half of them had died. Did you see in that same article that he's also applied to have human trials this year after killing 15 of the 20 monkeys? What are you doing? Simply incredible. He's the world's dumbest man, and he's he's going to blow up a rocket ship with himself on it. And oh, I'm going God, to be delighted. Dream. Yes. Oh, but does that rob the rest of the world from having somebody else kill him <laughs> in uh, Minecraft? No, I think it's much funnier if he dies from his own stupid hubris uh, Dunning-Kruger effect, thinking that he's a well, smart, great guy, when he actually he's just a, a rich inheritor of blood emerald money. But who yeah. will we celebrate as a folk hero for having killed him if he kills <laughs> well, himself? Yeah, that's the thing. This is what I'm concerned about. Even now, even today, there's a ton of people who will insist loudly that he is a genius, and oh, yes. all the things he promises are definitely going to come true, and I feel like if he kills himself in a rocket, there's just going to be conspiracies about how the government killed him because he was mm. too good. That's, That's fine. True. I'm fine with that. <laughs> mm. I would rather have their uh, their dumb idiot boy taken away from them than... Uh, than ensuring that it's done in such a way that it can't be a conspiracy. Besides, if he got <laughs> murdered by just some guy, then they'd be like, oh yeah, that's a member of the deep state. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, true. I do very much appreciate how many shitheads in the modern age make it- Oh, sorry, easy. some guy or girl. Oh, that's true. Hopefully Hashtag girl. girl boss. Hashtag mm-hmm. girl- Sniper? Uh-oh. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Hashtag Girl Sniper sounds like the name of a Shutter exclusive horror film. Yeah. Oh, I was gonna say it sounds like a like a Pornhub series. <laughs> that too. <laughs> it could be both. It could be both things. Oh, man. Oh, man. Shutter, a Pornhub, Pornhub Shutter you guys get, collab. get together and work on something together. <laughs> oh, shit. That's horrible. Uh, if I mean, if like, it was ever going to happen, it would have been the movie Cam, but Netflix picked that up. No, oh, they're cowards. That's their. That's problem. the Cam yeah. Cam Newton biopic. Yeah, it's a it's about Cam Newton becoming a Cam girl and then getting murdered. <laughs> Is Cam Newton a person? <laughs> I think it's a sports guy. Yeah, I think yes, so too. Our F- football, football quarterback, player, <laughs> nicknamed Super Cam. <laughs> Yeah, there oh, we go. Oh, yeah, I remember now. Cameron Jarrell Newton. Okay, <laughs> okay he's on good. the Panthers. 
Man, that was a real swing, a real called shot on my part, just saying a name that sounded like something I'd heard before, but I'm very proud of myself. Honestly, Today's I... Today's Super Bowl Sunday, you guys. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> if I if I had to have guessed, I would have guessed that Cam Newton was the name of a, like, overtly Christian baseball player. Yeah, that does yeah, sound right. No, he, I genuinely he, is a, he, was is, like... he is a black gentleman who plays football. It really when is I... the purview of uh, baseball to have a person who has a name that's one syllable, a first name, one syllable, and you're not sure what that's short for. <laughs> that's that's classic baseball. Yeah. Um, I mean, the real crime is when it's short for some, like, the, the syllable they've chosen is from the middle of their name. That shouldn't be allowed. <laughs> Topher. <laughs> yes, Topher. I'm looking at you. Get him. Get him. Yep. <sighs> anyway. Um... What were we talking yeah. about? Super Bowl Sunday, I guess. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, I definitely Bengals was like, am I thinking team? of Wayne Newton? That Bengals was the only thing I thought of when I said Cam Newton, but I got there. <clears throat> it's the Bengals and the Rams, two teams that last time I was paying attention to football were famously bad, and one of them lived in a different city. Yeah. So, I'm... Walk Like an Egyptian was pretty good, though. Very out of touch. Mm. Damn really it! Bad. God damn Thank it, you. Matt! Took me a second, now I'm mad about it. <laughs> Jeff, can you put that song again? Yeah, could, thank you, Jeff, I appreciate it. Hold on, was that a reference to a song? <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were just going to pause and not say anything. No, I'm going to play, to I'm gonna play would, dumber and dumber. We would just get into a standoff where none of us would speak until the other one spoke for what? the rest of the episode. What is song? I <laughs> know, oh, just getting dumber. Yeah. <laughs> Just turning it to Bizarre Superman. <laughs> me, am, me am hate podcast with enemies. <laughs> now, does Bizarre Superman say hello when he leaves, or does he yes. say bad bye? Because I feel like oh. both. It varies. Yeah. <laughs> no, he says bad bye when he arrives. enters the room. Yeah, I think so. Uh, Shouldn't he say, like, heaven then? <laughs> oh, gosh, that's good. Although that sounds like another superhero's name. I'm calling in my sidekick heaven <laughs> I love the idea of just the... Not the idea of, the practice of Bizarro's inconsistent opposites. Yes. It's always... Like even he can't remember? It's indefinitely fun to me. It's a bottomless well of humor that will always, always make me laugh. Yep. I'm now thinking about the idea of an extremely Christian comic book about a Heaven-O? superhero called Heaven-O. And his real name is Gabriel Harp. Thank you. Love this. Very good. And then in like the late 80s, they did a gritty reboot of him where he's like a drunk, uh, washed up superhero mm. who still has Heaven powers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it was by Alan Moore. His, yeah, what, his sidekick Alter Boy was addicted to heroin. Oh, I love this. What was that guy from Marvel Comics that was like a Superman ripoff, and then it, he had like severe depression in the eighties? Sentinel is that him? Uh, Sentry. Sentry. That's uh, the one. He was. They they review, They were like he's a secret lost creation of Stan Lee and Jack Kirby, but he was created in like two thousand four, and they were just mm-hmm. like we made we the. He's part of the history the whole time, though. We, everyone just forgot about him. That sucks. Yeah. That especially sucks, because they have forgotten a lot of shit, and they could have brought back something that he'd come up with originally. 
I guess. I feel like people vastly overestimate the genius, air quotes, of Stanley and Jack Kirby. I think that they overestimate the genius of Stan Lee, but I I think that they vastly underestimate the genius of Jack Kirby just because he, uh, comics, his comics kind of don't look very good by today's standards. Mm-hmm. Is that, wait, I don't understand. You're saying that he was a genius even though his comics looked bad? No, I think that he revolutionized the, <clears throat> like, every aspect of sequential art and then mm-hmm. in a combination of Marvel not really caring about uh, inking the art well, and mm. just art reproduction developing to such a point that his stuff looks crude and kind of corny, has kind of erased the ways in which he was innovative. I see. More importantly, Stanley, all he ever did literally all the time was be like, what if this animal was a person? That's <laughs> literally all he did. Yeah. When you see the Spider-Man's villain lineup and you're like, wait, <laughs> all of these are just an animal plus a person. I mean, they picked the other two eight-legged beasts first with Scorpion and Octopus. It's and true. And Goblin. And Rhinoceros, yep. obviously. <laughs> the eight-legged rhinoceros. Yep. <laughs> yeah, the one that Odin rode into battle. <laughs> oh, fuck, that would be so much cooler. <laughs> that would rule. Um... I do like that they are making, like, a se- self-serious movie about uh, the the kid who experimented with vampire bat blood. Uh, oh, Morbius? Is that- Morbius, oh, really? yeah. Jesus. Have you seen the poster for that? It's quite ridiculous. I've seen several trailers for it. Oh, the trailer is so shitty and terrible. (laughs) Oh my god, that movie's gonna suck so much. I don't don't understand in what... Why Jared Leto keeps getting roles. One, yes, because he's the leader of a sex cult that lives on an island, and everyone just seems okay with that. Oh, I thought you meant in real life, and I was like, yeah. No, in real life. Yes, in real life. (laughs) Yeah, no, I I Uh, meant in real life. Yeah. That would be interesting for a comic book character, though, huh? Like, I don't want to hear about his real life, but if that happened in the movie, yeah, finally, some superheroes who fuck. Yeah, I would actually, if it, if, alright, it's, we're recasting Morbius, it's Lee Pace, and he right. lives on an island, and is a very horny, uh, superhero. Okay, yeah. I don't know that I want a very horny superhero. I want a normal amount of horny superhero. What about a very I, horny supervillain, and you're not sure about their motivations? I think you've just described every supervillain. I mean, who you really described yes. was Ursula the Sea Witch. Ab- like, absolutely. 100%. Every supervillain is extremely powerfully horny and repressed, and that's why they're villainous. Yeah, but it needs to be more explicit. They need to... I, yeah, like, we need wow. to see penetration on camera. Can we talk about how Thanos's horniness was erased by Big <sighs> Disney? Can we? Can we please talk about it? I'm he so was mad. So horny for the Angel of Death in the comics. That's all he wanted. The reason that he wanted to snap away half the universe is because he had such a huge boner for the Angel of Death. He w- had a crush on on uh, Lady Death, who's a skeleton with boobs, yes. and and but she was in love with Deadpool. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think she was in love with Deadpool at the time, but yes, she did she later did fall in love with Deadpool. Later, she did later marry Deadpool, and become Mrs. Uh, Deadpool. Like that. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's very funny, actually. Louisa. <laughs> Is it? Uh, no, the thing that was great was that he tried to impress her by getting. Uh, he became a god by getting these magic rocks that could let him do anything, and he tried to impress her by killing half of. Uh, life and she was like, eh, 
doesn't what's really great do it for me. What's great about this plotline is that in addition to it being Thanos <laughs> wanting to murder because of how horny he is for the for a skeleton with boobs, which is all great. <laughs> but in addition to that, it perfectly mimics the millions of guys out there who are like, hmm, if I buy more groceries, then the grocery store clerk will really get interested in me. <laughs> Like, if I give this woman at work more work to do, that'll be the thing that convinces her to fall in love with me. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I do like that Eternals kind of, um, like, adds, retroactively adds to his motivation a bit, but I don't know if they're going to commit to that or not. Yeah, Nobody I mean... The Eternals. You have to give it up, Jeff. No, yeah, I, can you explain that? Because I I watched the Eternals just a couple weeks ago, and I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, so uh, spoilers for the Eternals ahead, I guess. Uh, oh, if you if you've wanted to see it, you could have seen it by now. It's on Disney Plus. You could steal it, whatever. Oh, also don't because it's very bad. Go on, Jeff. Uh, I enjoyed it because it felt like it was created by uh, one lunatic instead of by like the committee at Marvel Studios and I like that in a in a movie that from a studio that otherwise feels very formulaic but so when Harry Styles comes out at the end of the film and introduces himself as a fellow eternal and brother of Thanos um that retroactively establishes that oh. Thanos is an eternal and Likely his madness was the same madness Angelina Jolie had where uh, she is trying to prevent the birth of the celestial from the planet, but doesn't really understand what that means or why. Um, and his snapping away of the population delayed the emergence for five years until they got unsnapped. Oh, oh that's weird. Um, is <clears throat> Harry Styles also a big purple guy? And if not, no, he's he's there? a not, handsome gentleman not? in a superhero suit. Well, but how's his brother a big purple guy? Is my question. They're some kind of uh, space robot. Yeah, they're all space robots, so they're <laughs> brothers in a general sense. I mean, oh, the same way his uh, children, Thanos' children, are not the same at all. Yeah, he's it, he's a. They're brothers like the band of brothers. He adopt uh, okay. he adopted those 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 girls. Yeah, I know, but and by adopted, they, I mean stole. Okay, yes, but they call each other sister, so I get that. So if you're telling me that regular human Harry Styles and giant purple Thanos are just adopted brothers. I get it. <laughs> I mean, they're not adopted. They are built in a factory robot. I think it's because Thanos has evil DNA. I don't know if they're I don't know I don't know if they're going to commit to that in the um in the movie version, but in the comics he has the deviant gene, which is uh -oh. which which means that he looks evil even though he's regular. And he's incredibly horny. That's why it's not going to be in the movies because he can't be a sexual deviant in a Disney movie. <laughs> yeah, I uh I I strongly dis especially because when they introduced him played by random stunt actor number 3 in Avengers and credits he like uh to fight the avengers is to court death and he gives like a little knowing smile to the audience he's like courting death is what i do i'm the incel for death and then they just uh, pussied out the the movie that they could have made is the real crime just imagining a movie where someone is punching uh robert downey jr to death while being like does this impress you my love <laughs> 
be so oh, fucking boy. good. This this will get Senpai to notice me, he says, as he crushes Captain America's skull in te- his hands. <laughs> as he tears out Mark Ruffalo's spine. <laughs> oh, it, it's a stronger motivation than just uh, he's an eco-fascist, or uh, yeah, he, the- he went crazy because of space god reasons. It's weird to me that they could have been like, this is how shitty you look all incels everywhere. And instead they chose to say, this is what's wrong with people who are trying to help the planet. <laughs> uh, and it wouldn't, yeah. it, it, it wouldn't work either. It's mm-hmm. not how population growth works. If you have the population, it would be back up in like a decade or two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what you need to do is decimate the population, right, Jeff? Yeah. Mm, this is what Jeff's in favor of. Uh, yep. No, I think that there's specifically... I think you could do with just 1% of the population. It's a specific targeted 1% of the mm. population. I but... think I know which 1% you're talking about. <laughs> uh, yep. Uh, the most exploited and uh, poorest 1%. Mm-hmm. No, oh, no, no, Jeff. the opposite. <laughs> eugenics. <laughs> You're doing a eugenics. Yeah, no, the opposite. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Doing doing reverse eugenics where we kill the rich. Mm-hmm. I think that's still. Does that still count as eugenics? We don't need to get into this. No, we don't. I mean, I'm <laughs> not. Good. I'm not counting who's rich based on the bumps on their heads. So no. I. Yeah, I don't know. I mean. Now we're talking about killing people because of their inability to feel empathy, which I'm much more on board with than the other stuff, but still I'm not no, sure. No, no, I don't feel empathy, so it's... <laughs> I I don't think it's just the inability to feel empathy, it's the choice to hoard resources. <laughs> anyway, Louisa, what'd you do this week? <laughs> uh, or this last month? I know, but I am going to talk about something from this week, because okay. otherwise I won't be able to <laughs> remember... I started watching a show called Murderville. You guys mm-hmm. watch this show at all? I think Jeff has, mm-hmm. right? Uh, I have not. It's the one oh. where uh, oh, Chris has. Will Arnett improvs mysteries. So, yeah, it's based on a British show called Murder in Successville, which apparently features a lot of people doing impressions of celebrities, which seems like a weird distraction, so I'm kind of glad that's not in the American one. I haven't seen that one, though. In the American one, Will Arnett is a grizzled homicide detective, and every episode, there's six episodes, uh, he gets a new partner who is, you know, an actor or a comedian, and they are the only one who is having to improvise their entire performance. Everyone else is scripted in the show. That's fun. Yes. Hmm. And, like, the people who are scripted, they're also good at improv, like Will Arnett is, so um, they can work with the person who doesn't know what they're talking about, but... It's very funny, and it's it's very it's a very nice light show. Each episode is half an hour, because there are always exactly three clues given at the crime scene, and mm. then at the end of the episode, the guest star has to pick which of three suspects is the murderer, and they don't always get it right, but it's very fun to see if you can pick up on the clues, because you can't always, but it's mm. like a nice sounds- little mystery. This sounds so much like something I would like, except for my deep, deep loathing of improv. Yes. Um, some episodes are this, it's, it's the same kind of problem you get with the podcast where they have a guest. Sometimes mm-hmm. when the guest is good, it, the show, the entire show is so good, you can't believe it. And then mm-hmm. sometimes when that guest is bad, you're like, oh God. <laughs> yeah. I just want to skip to the next one. So. Yes. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. uh. Oh, well. Yeah, uh, I have been wanting to not spoil for people who the six people are, but mm-hmm. if you watch the show, 
in the opening credits, it shows you pictures of all of them. <laughs> it's like, okay. it'll be these people. I'm like, oh, damn. Because <laughs> they're not spoiled for me that way. That's yeah. strange. Yeah. Um, the one episode with Kamel Nanjiani, if anyone wants to watch just that and not anything else, you will totally <laughs> enjoy that one half hour so much, I swear. <laughs> Maybe I'll give it a try. Uh, is this this is a Netflix series or yes. is this a okay? Yes, Netflix. Is, Netflix has been really knocking it out of the park with original series, huh? Yeah, I think they're well. I mean, this one is spin, not a spinoff, a remake. Uh, I think they're good at buying international mm. properties very well. Yeah. I've noticed, and yeah, but I think you're right. They have been upping their game on what they have on the platform. Do you think it's just that they're throwing way more spaghetti at the wall and it's just that they're bound to hit some good ones in there? Yeah, I think so. Because for the longest time they put all their eggs in the basket of like a prestige drama or something, but then of course they cancelled it after two seasons anyway because they do that for everything. So now it seems like they're giving more things a chance for less of a run, which is probably good. Yeah, I'm surprised like uh... Some of the shows of theirs that I liked the best, I was, like, emotionally preparing myself for them to get cancelled after two seasons, and then, mm-hmm. like, Queer Eye is still going, Sex Education is still going, like, some of their best stuff is still still happening. Uh, yeah. I'm I'm upset at what the pandemic took from us, which was a uh, second season of, um... God, I can't even remember the name of it. It had that... The, <laughs> Are you the, sure you liked it? The girl from It was in it. Well, yeah, I never watch any goddamn TV shows. So if I uh, if I watch one, it's because I liked it. You mentioned the girl from It, and I want to say, this is, I'm sure, not what you're talking about, but Enola Holmes was a decent movie, I thought. Oh. And in the Netflix uh, thing for, like, here's what's coming in 2022, there's an ad for Enola Holmes 2, which I never thought they what? would make. Yeah! Wow! With yeah. all the same people, Henry Cable and everything. I was very surprised. Huh. That's the that's the girl from Stranger Things. I understand. Yes. There's only oh, one. it. You said. Yeah, sorry. It, it it and Stranger Things overlaps with all of its cast except for that one yeah. girl. <laughs> uh, I am not okay with this. Is the name of the oh yes show. that one. I've heard of that it. one. Got canceled yeah. immediately because ah. it's crazy. It's the the premise is a girl. It, it's Carrie, except the girl is like nice. not a psychopath. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And. Uh, everyone thinks she's gonna be a superhero, and then she kills a guy at prom. Uh, Spoilers for I'm not okay with this. Yeah, I mean, the show got cancelled because they couldn't continue making it after the, uh, start of the pandemic, because it premiered in (laughs) the end of February 2020, and was cancelled in August of 2020, so. It was pretty good, though, and I will say, if you liked that, but you don't need it to be about magic powers, then the, the the story and the like drama of it is very similar to what happens in Sex Education, which is a, an excellent show mm. that I can't believe uh, is still going. I do need it to be about superpowers, though. <laughs> yeah, Jeff I mean that's fair. To be about do, you, do you consider being extremely good at therapy a superpower? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but I I uh, respect it anyway. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, so, like, there's a lot of good things on Netflix, apparently. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, uh, I, yeah, I recommend watching at least one episode, at least that one episode with Kamala Gianni, episode three, of this show to see if you like it. It's very good. Um, Jeff, what did you do this week? Uh, so I've been playing a brand new video game, and by Ooh. brand new, I mean it came out about two weeks ago, and we just mm-hmm. haven't recorded since then. The name mm-hmm. of that poke, uh, the name of that. Yes. Oh, 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 I spoiled it. <laughs> 
<laughs> the name of that game is is Pocket Monsters Legends. Uh, Arceus or Arceus, depending Yay. on uh, which medium you're in and which part of the world you're in. When they adapted, it was it was supposed to be Arceus. When they made the anime, they were like, we can't have Arce in a Pokemon's name, otherwise we will have to change it for Britain. So they pronounced it Arceus. I think I like Arceus. Better I think Arceus anyway. sounds better. Also, it's yeah. like especially because this game I have not played as much of it as you two have, but I like that this game is a lot about Arceus uh, being a vessel for time travel, mm-hmm. and uh, I like the idea of like an arc, mm. like a time arc. That's fun. Yeah. Yeah. I I in general have enjoyed this game. I would say it's not uh, like. A perfect fusion of Pokemon yeah. and and your Breath of the Wild style open world game. Uh, the comparisons are going to get drawn because it also takes place in a world based on old timey Japan and has the old timey uh, Japan instruments on the soundtrack and is a big open world with beautiful blue skies and green grass. And, it, yes. and it's a game where you can see monsters you're used to seeing in 8 bits suddenly rendered in 3D looking good and acting like normal dipshit animals. Yes, sleeping <laughs> on the ground. I love yeah. catching them sleeping. Uh, I do want to say, though, the, the thing that's really let me down in this game, I am enjoying it. I think it's a good game. It's the fact that it. this is five years since Breath of the Wild came out. The outside areas do not look even close to as good as Breath of the Wild, and yeah. I cannot stop noticing and comparing those two in my mind. And that's, that's unfortunate. True. It's also extraordinarily frustrating how bad your character is at swimming. Like, they're a human being, for fuck's sake. This river is less than six feet wide. Yeah. (laughs) You can probably jump across this river, dumb shit. No, you can tread water for exactly three uh, breaststrokes and then fall down and drown forever. (laughs) Yes. Insane. Yeah, there is a lot of that, um, which obviously is gating where you can go at what time. So it's not open world in that way, which also is a bit frustrating. Yep. Um, I am baffled by uh, some aspects of this game because while I like them, they are. It's just purely uh, got to be like it is a single player experience, which is yeah. not something they've ever done before. Uh, I don't know if there is multiplayer battling i know there's trading um but even if part of the e- part of the problem with that is that battling is not fun in this game yeah it's fine but it's not as fun as in regular pokemon yeah i was gonna say yeah. they they've removed two features that actually allowed you to develop like multiple competent strategies uh which is pokemon can no longer hold items and no longer have intrinsic abilities that uh, affect their performance in battle. Yep. Such I as do like, like that you can swap out their powers actively, though. Yes, yeah, that is just nice. lose them forever. A little menu for different moves. Yeah. I really like the the move set thing. It's just disappointing that now like Magneton doesn't have levitate, so it has that ground weakness quadruple again. I've been a little um, frustrated in battles with the fact that now it's not turn-based, in that if a wild Pokemon is very fast, it might get two moves for every move you get, which feels unfair. And if you're in a... These are rare, but if you're in a battle with a trainer who has more than one Pokemon, if you defeat one Pokemon, I like that in the old games, before the next one comes out, it asks you if you want to change yours... 
because I usually do, and now it doesn't bother telling you that, so you lose a turn changing your Pokemon after that. Uh, I don't think you actually lose, well, I don't know, maybe your experience has been different. I, every, anytime I switch, it doesn't advance the turn meter for me. I must be up against much faster Pokemon then, because I feel mm, like maybe. every time I've gotten dinged for it. I don't know. I know sometimes I'll start a battle, and it'll be like uh, one to three wild Pokemon, and my Pokemon will get attacked seven times and die (laughs) before, and it's like, cool, why did I send out my level 75 nose pass against these level 20 Pikachus, only to get completely murked? Yeah. It's so fucking frustrating when you accidentally stumble across one of those giant alpha Pokemon mm-hmm. with the red eyes, which are so scary, and yeah. I love that. Don't yeah. get me wrong. I do love that, but, like, you'll be like, okay, cool, this is, like, a, a Rapidash, so it's gonna use fire moves, so I'm gonna bring out my, you know, water Pokemon or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, well, my water Pokemon is level 30, and this is only a level 15 Alpha, this is going to be great. And then it, like, hypnotizes and burns your Pokemon to death in two moves, even though, like, that Alpha is way too powerful, way more powerful than my much higher level Pokemon. It's very annoying. This is what. A lot of uh, Alpha Pokemon with multiple types of moves, it seems Mm -hmm. like they are very smart and they know which type can really hurt your Pokemon. So even if they're a fire type, if they happen to know a certain, like, ground move and that's going to hurt your Pokemon, they will use it. Yep. I I like that. Uh, (laughs) I've always kind of been... um, There was uh, a very exploitable bug in the original Game Boy games where they would... Was it Beedrill? Uh, ah, damn! Uh, Pretty good. Pretty good. Ding, 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 ding. We did it. Uh, now the the um, opponent would always use a move of the type that your Pokemon should be weak to, but mm-hmm. that would include like recover is a psychic type move. So if you send out a fighting type against a Pokemon that knows recover, they're going to keep using recover. Uh, so. Uh, but this one, I, I, I kind of like how they're, they seem to be a little smarter, but it's, it's still just like, I don't know. I, it, I'm overall like it because what it's brought back is stuff like Breath of the Wild. It looked back to the original games and mm-hmm. was like, what made those special? Let's bring those back instead of just focusing on iterating the mechanics like we have for 20 years. I'm kind of surprised that you like it, Jeff, because you like battling, and this is a game that's lighter on battling than most other Pokemon games. Oh, one of the things I missed from the first and a little less, but still also the second gen, is the fact that going out and adventuring in those games was dangerous. Like, yeah. you mm-hmm. you could get ganged up on by Zubats as you're trying to go through a rock <laughs> tunnel and just die because you can only hold, like, 20 items. And both of those aspects are back in this one, uh, in that you can be ganged up on by Zubats and uh, you have a limited amount of items you can hold. Yeah, I had a very weird thing happen to me the other day when I was playing where I spotted in the distance some Abras... Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, ooh, I'm gonna catch me an Abra. And then I was, like, sneaking up on them, and then they just teleport away immediately as as soon as you get close to them, which is very frustrating. And I spent hours trying to catch one, and then I was like, 
I remember doing exactly this in Pokemon Blue. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Abras were so hard to catch because they would teleport away as soon as the battle started every time. You just had to get lucky. It's the exact same thing. How did they do that? How did they make another game that made me feel exactly the same way about Abras? <laughs> it's it's very cool. Such a such a fun magic trick that Nintendo has now pulled off like three times with Breath of the Wild, Super Mario Odyssey, and now this game. Yep. Um just fantastic but yeah that abra thing and i love the reversal of now pokemon walk around in the world and you are hiding in the tall grass yes (laughs) (laughs) although jen jen walked in the other day while i was playing it and she's like wait why is your trainer now a pervert (laughs) (laughs) he's only a pervert when he's trying to catch mill tank sneaking around and staring <laughs> longingly at a ponyta or whatever. <laughs> Waiting for a Mr. Mind to fall asleep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I don't know if you guys have noticed, but if, if you see a Mr. Mind out in the wild, it will run up to you, which most don't oh, unless God. they want to attack you. It doesn't want to attack you. It will start doing mimes in front of you, and it will put up an, an invisible force field that is visible, and you cannot throw a Pokeball at it. It just bonks off. I love that. <laughs> That's so great. good. Apom will come up to you and antagonize you and not start oh, yeah. a battle. It'll just be like, hey, what's up? And then, like, dodge. <laughs> yeah, it does that little pose, like maybe you're going to give it a treat. Mm, yeah, uh, man the the an- the character animations for all of the monsters quite good. Uh, well, with the exception of Machoke, who just stands there like a man with no, and Gallade also just like kind of stands there in a neutral pose. You got the you got the like psychic karate monster, and you're not making him do a karate pose. What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> I do like how scary, like, scythers and stuff are, though. Yes, like, oh, yeah. fuck, this thing is as big as me and has swords for arms. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, great, there's a, a Chansey that's ten feet tall and has glowing yeah. red eyes and it is chasing me and I need to go. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Ah, uh, very good. I do like how uh, this game has a lot more chances for you to get a shiny than other games. So Mm. now in this game, for the first time in my entire life of playing Pokemon, I've gotten several shinies and it's a nice feeling. And there are certain conditions where there will be a bunch of Pokemon all at once showing up in an area and you can go and then you have an even greater chance of getting a shiny. So it's a nice little collecting thing that way. Yeah. I like how much of this game is focused on bridging the gap between how normal people are and how people in Pokemon games are, Mm -hmm. by which I mean so much of this game, at least from what I've played, which is, as I said, less than you guys, but so much of the game so far is people being like, uh, I want to build this building, but I'm very afraid that a giant dragon will come and crush all of my hopes. (laughs) And it's like, yeah, that's a real thing in your world that you should actually be scared of. (laughs) It is. It's true. It is. It is very fun the way they're doing like you, the character are because you fell through a time hole or whatever in the opening cutscene. You're like, no, Pokemon aren't scary. So you're teaching everyone that like, no, you can have like Bidoof's help you do carpentry and stuff. (laughs) It's true. I wish that there was a little bit more of putting your character in their place, though, where you're like, no, come on, guys, this Gyarados isn't scary, and then the Gyarados just absolutely fucking eats you. <laughs> yeah, I the, the sort of Pokemon attacking you stuff is a really cool twist, but I agree that they did not go far enough with it, because, yeah. like... Well, do you just get hit like five times and you get knocked out and you have to wait for one of your online friends to 
give you your items back. Yeah, <laughs> that sucks. I'm still waiting on a pack. I'm waiting on a pack because I was using my one of the mounts you get in the game. I was using the bird, and then I accidentally pressed the wrong button and fell entirely out of the sky. And died. <laughs> That's pretty fun. That's not funny at all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so there's stuff like that. But yeah, yeah good game. Uh, I do like that they put in these, like, time zones where the time gets all weird, just so that they could incorporate Pokemon that are, like, Porygon, who was canonically invented in 1995 in the Pokemon universe, <laughs> and, like, Magnemite, who's, like, made of a bunch of stuff that they didn't have in 1870 or whatever. <laughs> Yeah, they hadn't invented magnets yet. They hadn't invented those U-loop magnets like from Looney Tunes, I don't think. <laughs> I mean, a lot of his aesthetic is Phillips head screws, which I don't think were invented until the like mid-1900s. Yeah, until uh, Philip Head invented them. Mm-hmm. He was uh, cousins with Edith Head. Anyway. <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, Matt, what did you do this week? Yes. Okay. You did it. So good job, Jeff. Yep. You're you you spent the off season training. <laughs> yeah. While while um, while you two went on vacation, I studied the blade. Mm-hmm. <laughs> By which you mean the the Wesley Snipe movies? <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I meant I didn't finish. I studied the Blade trilogy. Mm. <laughs> uh, Ryan Reynolds surprisingly attractive in those ones. I don't usually find him attractive, but he's pretty hot in the third Blade movie. It's how, he, how he got the role of Deadpool, where he's famously yep. not hot anymore. <laughs> yep, it's true. Um, I, in my continuing series, I'm going to talk, and I apologize to my co-hosts Uh-oh. for this, but I'm going to talk about the new Magic card set that came out on Friday <laughs> yes. this past week. <laughs> yes, go on. <clears throat> um, so... The uh, the new set that came out is called uh, uh, Return to Kamigawa Neon Dynasty, and the idea of it is uh, that the they they released a magic card set several years ago called Kamigawa, and it was set in a medieval fantasy. I was going to say, is this related to the Great Wave off Kamigawa? Apparently, yes. Yes, um, and the idea is that in that plane. Um, Shintoism is real, and so objects and natural phenomena have uh, spirits associated with them. And in that set, there was a war between the kami, the spirits of all of these things, uh, and the humans. And so there was, like, the, the kami war was sort of the, the be- underpinning of the, the Kamigawa set many years ago. Mm-hmm. Now, they've decided that, uh, in continuity, that stuff all took place 400 years ago, and we are revisiting the plane of Kamigawa, and it is now a cyberpunk, modern, uh, sort of, um, what's that tabletop game? Uh, Shadowrun. Shadowrun, thank you. Mm. A Shadowrun vibe, uh... Uh, set and a lot of people were very unhappy with this because up until now magic has largely been a uh fantasy without any sci-fi elements game mm-hmm. um but i think they did a pretty good job they've done a lot of good stuff with like s- calling back to the original uh set kamigawa set but also having it be like descendants or they have this new thing now where 
there are cards called sagas that you put them down and it's like the story that people tell about a certain person so each turn it's like you know the you're telling the beginning of the story of this character and so you get plus one to one of your cards on the board or whatever Mm -hmm. and then by the end of the saga it takes three turns it flips over and becomes like the memory of this hero that you can have as a as a uh, creature on the board and attack with so i think they've done some pretty cool and interesting stuff with it um the thing that i'm most offended by is the fact that they've put the teenage mutant ninja turtles into this excuse me not the actual ones oh okay that's fine then i thought it was like a secret lair thing no 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 not like a secret lair thing just like there is a character called silver fur master who is a rat ninja master and he teaches you to do ninjutsu Mm -hmm. uh and then there are kappa creature types that are ninja turtles yeah that that rules that kicks ass Uh, it is it it does rule jeff is right everything about that is great the problem is in the most popular format of magic which is commander the way the game works is you pick a character to be the leader of your army and then all of the other cards in your deck have to be in the same color set as your leader so if I have a like a ninja rat as the leader of my deck, he is black and blue. All my cards have to be only black or blue. I think I know where and, you're going with this. And the ninja turtles are green! <laughs> so I can't do a commander set with Silver Fur Master as the commander because I can't put all the ninja turtles in there. That is what so the strange. What the fuck are you doing, Wizards of the Coast? Yeah. What's the matter with you? Now, if they were green and blue, would you be allowed to include them or is that also no. Oh, they cannot include any other colors. Correct. Interesting. Now, what what they should have done is they should have had the Silver Fur Master have black and blue be his colors and then have an activated ability that cost one green because as long as there's a green mana anywhere on his card you can have green mana cards in your deck he should be like a rainbow master so that your team can be uh red orange blue and purple right well, only mm-hmm. one of those colors exists in Magic. So. Well, they need to introduce them for the turtles. Come on. <laughs> oh, no, two of them, I guess. Red and blue. Mm. Uh, you can't add new colors. That would be insane. <laughs> that would make Oh, yeah, that sense. would be insane in your card game about knockoff Ninja Turtles. <laughs> they also just can't add new colors because the backs of the cards have been the same for 30 years because they need to make it backwards compatible. Yes. And it has it- the five colors on it already. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's all well and good, but you see what I'm going for here. Although they do have Phyrexian mana in this set, which is exciting. Ooh, fun. Um, I I was interested in this because, unlike the original Kamigawa set, uh, they actually hired uh, Asian people to work on this one. Um, Yes, they had... The the creative team behind it was majority uh, people of color, mostly from Asia, and... Uh, majority women, which is a first for magic cards, and I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, I really like uh, looking at the card art and seeing uh, like either fully just Japanese characters in the artist section or yeah. like names of Japanese people. I think that that is nice if you are going to use that aesthetic to uh, have it be spearheaded by the the people from the culture. Yes, I agree, and it has led to some stuff in there that, like, I genuinely am learning about, uh, like, 
Shinto religious beliefs and things like that that I think maybe other dumb white people like myself wouldn't have known to include in uh, the the game. So I think that's really mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, I uh, I in nice. general I I think that games are a, a fun way to do that. Yes. Uh, the other thing is for anyone who is a fan of magic for a while you will maybe know about the uh, Planeswalker card, The Wanderer, from The War of the Spark, which was... So Planeswalkers are some of the most powerful cards in Magic, and they represent, like, characters who are as powerful as you, the player. So when you put that card down, it has a bunch of different abilities, and it can do all kinds of crazy stuff. And there was a character introduced in The War of the Spark set uh, called the, The Wanderer, who was a mysterious androgynous figure uh who you never saw their face and they had a big hat on uh but they were one of the most powerful planeswalkers and everyone was like who is this and they finally revealed who the wanderer's identity is in this set and it fucking rules and it's great Mm. and war of the spark was uh when cybertron went to war against um against the decepticons the u.s government that banned energy drinks with alcohol in them (laughs) 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 i love i love the idea of the transformers getting confused and being like no we need that caffeinated beer to decide who our leader will be (laughs) (laughs) oh man that's a that is a lost opportunity of advertisers that they never did a crossover transformers sparks there's still the opportunity uh is this this is not intended to be a racist joke, but uh oh, did they ever do a Speedy Gonzalez for Loco uh, ad spot? Oh, interesting. Probably not. I think yeah, that they, I think that they've soft retired that character. Yeah. <laughs> yes, well, they had to, didn't they? Yeah. Although he was in fucking uh, oh, Space yes, Jam Two for some reason. <laughs> He, I think he Jesus showed up in the, the Cartoon Network like sitcom version of Looney Tunes as well. Uh, I think he's voiced by a Mexican-American actor now, which I don't know if that makes it better. Yeah, it doesn't, I, until I, he's not just the embodiment of a Mexican-American stereotype. It doesn't matter whose voice it is. But That's the problem I have with a lot of comic book characters. So they're like, yeah. oh, we're, re- we're uh, reclaiming Luke Cage. Like, are you, though? Because mm. it is, the foundation was very bad. Are you sure you can build on that? Yeah, that's oh, true. Yeah, he's uh, Eric Bauza sometimes, and he was Gabriel Iglesias in the Space Jam 2 film. Cool. Oh, great. <laughs> so anyway, if you're interested in magic cards, the new set is pretty good. It's I didn't like it as much as I liked Crimson Vow, the previous one, uh, but maybe it'll grow on me. And if you're into cyberpunk stuff, then you'll definitely like it. All right. Yeah. Uh, okay, so let's get into the meat of our show, by which I mean the last ten minutes. Yep, Um, that's where we're gonna try to sell you NFTs. We've all got really into NFTs in the new year. It's true. I finally figured out what they are and I definitely know and we're not gonna talk about it anymore. So anyway... Uh, what we do on this show is uh, we go to the WikiHow Suggested Articles page and enter a random word so that we can answer people's questions about that word. Uh, so this is stuff that people have asked for advice on, and the word that is prompting all these questions is potential. We're going to teach you how to unlock your potential today, like a bunch of real motivational speakers. Huh. Yep. So, for instance... A lot of these are extremely wa- serious, as you well, might expect. True. A lot of them are about 
credit checks, which I didn't expect. Yeah. Um, a lot of them are specifically how to run a credit check on a potential renter or tenant or things like that. And here's what you do. Uh, you get the, the deed to the property you own, uh, and then you sign it over to your renter, and then they own the building now because being a landlord is criminal. Yeah, and then you go and you pull the chain so that the guillotine comes down on your neck. Yeah. Yep. Um, Problem solved. Alternately, you can just call me. I'll run the credit check and let you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just yeah, very good so at kind it. of you. <laughs> yeah, I'll do it for free. Mm -hmm. could you set up some kind of auto response where it just says pass immediately (laughs) if somebody texts you (laughs) uh no i have to check their credit first oh i forgot i'm Mm -hmm. sorry (laughs) be cool be cool matt uh some of these are totally standard like how to make a list of potential wedding guests that's a fine thing to ask but also WikiHow's not going to be able to help you on that i'm pretty sure yeah i mean the answer to that is like Think about all the people you're friends with and then write them down on a piece of paper. Mm-hmm. Oh, Matt, yeah. you've got this. How do you calculate potential energy? Yeah, uh, it is related to the amount of work used to move an object above the surface of the Earth, basically. There's a for- there's like a, a formula. You just need that formula and you put in all the numbers. I thought you would know the formula! <laughs> I mean, I don't know it off the top of my head. I'm not fucking... <laughs> Uh, Alex Mack. <laughs> was that the premise of that show? Was it she was a super know. genius? <laughs> I thought she, she just wasn't... turned into Silver Goo. Yeah, I don't know. I was trying to think of a of a funny character that was a genius, and that's what came out. Oh. Hold on, though. You're talking about energy in a physics sense, right? Yeah, that's what potential energy is. Well, but also, like, finding out how many calories are in something. This yeah, I guess that's true. I was talking about ca- gravity gravitational potential energy but yes you're right there are other kinds of potential energy i always liked in uh chemistry class that it meant burning things that were food to see how much heat came out and that was how you figured out the calories it's awesome i love it yeah i like to imagine that every uh every like factory that makes food just has to uh, the first oreos off the line they have to just (laughs) Like, throw in an incinerator and measure how much heat is generated to figure out the calories in Oreos. Yeah, and then they write it on the bag every time. Still still 140. Uh Yeah, they take one out of the bag and burn it. Yeah. That's why every container of Oreos is one short. Oh, this one's 141. Oh, God, we gotta scrap the whole line. (laughs) We might as well just burn them all, I guess. We've already got the fire going. It does smell fucking amazing in here. <laughs> Why would it smell good if they burned Oreos? Oh, some, some sugary things when you burn them smell great. God, that sounds like it would smell really bad, but now I want to confirm for sure. Yeah, you if need you, to become a scientist, Jeff. Yeah, a food if scientist. If you throw a handful of, like, walnuts onto a fire, it smells so good. Right, but yeah. walnuts are a natural item that is like made of tree stuff and you're supposed to burn it. Oreos are made of tree stuff. They got palm Mm -hmm. kernel oil like crazy. We're all made of tree stuff you guys. Isn't that what uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson said or something? (laughs) No! Carl Sagan! You don't get to attribute that to Neil deGrasse Tyson. No, Carl Sagan said the smart one. I'm saying Neil deGrasse Tyson said the dumb one. Yeah. All right, fair. I'm pretty sure Oreos are made of congealed oil dust, and I don't know what that is, but I'm pretty sure it's what Oreos are made of. Yeah. 
I was trying to describe the other day why I love milkshakes, but I don't like McDonald's milkshakes. And what I came down to is it has some quality that I can't put my finger on that makes me aware of the fact that it is just frozen, like, lard or petroleum or something. Yeah. It's I mean, not. It's, mil- not it's milk and wood pulp. <laughs> also, the machine is broken, so you can't even order one. <laughs> Uh, how to where oh, I meant lost. Oh, how Uh-oh. to talk a potential lover into an HIV test? There's we've come across this a few times of just like tell me that you're not ready to have sex with someone without telling me you're not ready to have sex with someone. Yeah. If this is a big concern for you and you are not able to tell that to someone, that's a bigger problem than whether or not you get to sleep with them. Yeah, I would yep. say I would say if you have to talk someone into uh doing this, then you should talk yourself out of dating them. Yeah, instead, trick them into having an HIV test Mm, by stealing their blood. blood. Oh god, (laughs) not this again. Always with the stealing of their blood. Listen, that solves so many of these problems. How do you do a background check on a a potential employee? Steal their blood, send it to 23andMe. Yep. Find out if they that's, find out if they have any of the background. bad ethnicities like Irish. Oh no, <laughs> Jeff. <laughs> or now listen, Norwegian. If you looked at somebody's, if you looked at somebody's uh, genealogy and found out that they were related to Joseph Goebbels, you'd have some questions. Mm. Could you find that out in Twenty Three and Me? I don't think he would have. Uh, <laughs> Submitted his DNA. He is on. He's active on Ancestry. dot com. <laughs> he's always trying to add you on classmates. Yes, God. <laughs> That's just because he had a crush on me in high school, Jeff. <laughs> yeah, he sat behind you in physics mm-hmm. while you were too distracted to learn the formula for potential energy. <laughs> God. Wait, why was I distracted if he was behind me? Because he was always pulling on your pigtails. Oh, that's right. I forgot. <laughs> Uh, anyway, <laughs> speaking of burning food, how to make a home attractive to potential buyers? Burn it. Bake burn cookies, but do not burn them. <laughs> Bake them to the point of not burning. And burn then... the house down. It's a fixer-upper. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't know that that makes it attractive. Oh, no. People love a project. That's true. It would certainly make it cheaper for potential buyers. Yeah, that's the main thing. That's what makes it more attractive. <laughs> oh, you know what? If you put it on Reddit as, hey guys, this is the ugliest house you've ever seen, that will make it very attractive mm. to buyers. Oh, put extremely haunted in the listing. Yes. Uh, take all of your furniture out and replace it with some of that weird furniture from one of those houses that went viral for having bad furniture, like the vampire house. <laughs> yeah, just yeah, steal some dr- furniture. Dress up your house to be a perfect recreation of some TV house, like the Full House house. Mm. You don't even have to do that. Just replace all the pictures of your actual house with screenshots from Full House. (laughs) Yeah, that's not bad. Or just say that you did that and then like put up a bunch of side-by-side pictures where you've photoshopped in pictures of your house behind, uh, you know, DJ Tanner or whatever. Mm. Is DJ DJ Tanner your electronica artist name? No, you're making a joke that they made on Fuller House, Jeff. Go to prison. <laughs> or go to the writer's room of Fuller House and start my new career. <laughs> I don't think that- is that show still extant? Is that uh, still an ongoing concern? Uh, unclear. Yeah, I don't know. I used the word concern there in maybe the most accurate way I've <laughs> yeah. ever used it. 
I'm also concerned if they did come back now, they would have to have a bittersweet moment where they remembered Bob Saget's character because he has sure. died in real life and they would guaranteed have his yep. character die in the show. Way to bring it down, Louisa. As soon oh, as we okay. started talking about Full House, I knew you were going to be the bummer. <laughs> Full House sucks! Here's the thing about it. We don't need to defend it. It wasn't Here's a good show. Here's the thing about it. Family Matters was the superior show. You're absolutely right. Of course. Yes, there but that's not any a high robots at all on Full House. What are they doing? Is that true? Now that I think about that, it. That, I don't know. Dave Coulier. <laughs> Did Alf guest star on that show what once? If... I feel like that might have happened. Jesus. Imagine a final season turn on Full House where you find out that Dave Coulier was a robot the entire time <laughs> and he was the one who killed the mother because she created him and he didn't know how to not kill her Frankenstein style. So this house is a haunted house is what you're saying, which I approve of. Uh, I mean, haunted in what way? In that it's got a murderous robot in the basement, I guess. That's not what haunting means even at all. <laughs> no, in the sense of pay money to visit this haunted house. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like the I like the idea that a house could be haunted by a robot. I like the idea. Does it have to be a dead robot? Yes, it would have to be a dead robot, okay. obviously. Is that what Five Nights at Freddy's is about? Yes, actually, yes. <laughs> Pizza places haunted by dead robots. Yes, yeah, I believe you're absolutely Christ. right. Um, I like the idea of doing a reboot of Full House, and it is extremely high concept. Like, the ghost of the mom is an active character in the house. Hmm. Yeah, like, or they could just make a show of Maniac Mansion also would be good. In my mind, he's occupied the same, the same space. idea, yeah. yeah. Yes. I would watch a Maniac Mansion show. I'm not even... Somebody's yeah. gotta be working on that, right? Hopefully. I wonder. Because, like... Okay, I'm well, afraid, Jeff though. will definitely look it up. So I'm just gonna let him do it. Uh, oh, okay. I'll do that. <laughs> Maniac Mansion movie. <laughs> Would it be a movie or a series? Um, I want it to be a series, but it would probably be Maniac Mansion yeah. TV series. There already was yes. one in from 1990 what? to 1993. Oh, it's not going to be good then. Uh, created by Eugene Levy. Oh, God. <laughs> Can we What's get happening? him to do it again? But now I'm good. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, we found your Cleopatra 2525. <laughs> Matt, how did you specifically not already know about this? No, can I watch it now? It had a you bunch of now, right? it had a bunch of Second City writers and performers on it. Oh, it might have been good then. It yeah, was a, it was a funny series of games. Funnier than it had any right to be. Yes, that's true. There's... Uh, Day of the Tentacle is genuinely one of the best written games of all time. Yes. David Cronenberg guest stars on this it. show? Yeah. Martin oh, Short guest starred. Mm-hmm. Was it actually based on the game? Yes. Loosely, it says, but... Mm. Was it just uh, was it just like a variety show set in the, in the eponymous mansion? I do like that when I look up uh, Maniac Mansion TV show, where can I watch it? It brought me to a website called Real Good, so I definitely have a virus on my computer <laughs> now, but yeah. also... Uh, there's pictures for the seasons. Season two and three shows a picture of the whole cast. Season one is just a picture of America's Next Top Model. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> yep. uh, it aired simultaneously on YTV and the Family Channel, which I think oh, both don't exist thing. anymore. Yeah, usually that is only in Canada. It was it. it was only- well, the Family Channel is an American channel, so it was a simulcast thing. Ah. Huh. 
Uh, you know, like how, uh, Degrassi simultaneously aired on, like, Nickelodeon 4 and a uh, real See, channel in Canada. I believe you, but also I never heard of Degrassi until I was an adult, and I don't feel like it ever aired. It aired on yeah. Noggin, uh, which was a Nickelodeon <laughs> spinoff when I was a child, and, um, you probably didn't hear about it because even people my age who were the target audience didn't really hear about it. Yeah. I'm looking now for a place that you could watch Maniac Mansion online, and so far nothing seems to want to acknowledge its existence. The uh, in Day of the Tentacle, one of the characters has to collect royalties from the day uh, from the Maniac Mansion TV show. <laughs> oh, that's Weird. great! How do I not remember that part? <laughs> hmm. This is I so strange. I think I remember that, but I didn't know that it was a reference to a real thing. Oh yeah, there the t- the LucasArts he would totally have made a reference to a TV show that never existed. They would yes. love to do that. Yeah, they would definitely do that. Yes. Yeah, it's implied oh, that it's implied that the events of the first game inspired a TV show in the universe. God, this is this is my whole day now. Yeah, I don't think there's <laughs> any way to watch it anymore, unless you want to get every virus ever on your computer. I'm gonna find a way. Maybe on YouTube. Sometimes YouTube has some stuff that no one else cares about. That's true. Maniac Mansion TV show. Unbe- <clears throat> unbelievable. Well, one, I didn't know that they had let, in 1990, just let Eugene Levy create a TV show. Two, that they were making stuff based on video games that long ago i mean when was this 1990 1990 when did the super mario brothers movie come out i think I like, like 94 93 mm. so it predates the Maybe tron was a thing in the 80s right but that was like a multimedia like they made the games and the movie at the same time rather than basing the movie on the games <clears throat> the super mario brothers super show was on in the 80s that's true which, looking at these stills from Maniac Mansion, has the same exact energy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess video games made it to TV before they made it to uh, the big screen. Yeah. Um, okay, so apparently Maniac Mansion is all available on YouTube, you guys. Check it out. Incredible. It's a, it's a channel called Mansion Tube. <laughs> <laughs> That's very good. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm going to watch all this later. Sweet. Okay. So, how to impress a potential investor... Um, take the take the the deed to your company and sign it over to them, and then flush it itself down the toilet. Yeah, yeah. Talk about NFTs a lot, or the blockchain. Probably. Yeah. Nowadays. If you if you just say the blockchain is the future, then you will get a bunch of rubes to give you millions of dollars because they're stupid. Yes. Yeah. Get like fucking Logan Paul or somebody to to do a YouTube video about how great your product is. Yeah. Uh, oh, I found out the reason why all the, these celebrities are hawking NFTs is because they're all managed by a company that invested in OpenSea, the NFT marketplace. Oh, I was going to say, of course. Because, like, yeah. there's there's not really a reason why, like, Matthew Lillard or, God, somebody went on Jimmy Fallon and was, like, yeah, was like, here's my NFT. It's because they all have the same, like, talent agency. Yeah, they, okay. none of them have the uh, 
interest or intelligence to know anything about any of this. Like, of course, yeah, because you have to be extremely to intelligent to <laughs> want to get involved in sad monkeys. <laughs> to even know about it, I feel like yeah. you need some intelligence. That honestly makes me feel more sympathetic towards Matthew Lillard and Paris Hilton than I maybe <laughs> ever have before. Yeah, but also they could do their own research and be like, oh, this is immediately terrible. No, so when you do have... doing your own research now is you listen to the Joe Rogan podcast and he yes. tells you to buy a bunch of JPEGs of apes because he's an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, here's what I will say. Matthew <clears throat> Lillard is a pretty good actor and so he I don't I don't expect him to be good at other things. Mm. Yeah, like, yeah, that's true. What NFTs are? <laughs> uh, I apologize for implying that uh, buying an NFT got you a JPEG. It just gets you a digital receipt that promises other people that you own a JPEG as registered in a register uh, somewhere on the internet. Yeah, yeah, that other registers do not have to recognize. Yes, and you don't you don't own the rights the to the own. image. <laughs> yeah, you cannot republish oh. it. <laughs> when you, when we say own, we mean something, but. We don't know what it is. Yes, We're, you're only buying the receipt, so we don't have to specify what the receipt means. Now, here's a question: Could I make a copy of the receipt? Uh, someone has already done that. They already they like cloned. They in some way cloned all of the NFTs uh, in a way where like they're a legitimate copy of them and put them up mm -hmm. on some public torrent tracker. That's good. I I remember seeing all of the people on Twitter being like, oh no, my NFT was hacked, and that's the greatest thing. My my apes, they're gone, they say. Oh, <laughs> uh, God, it's... I mean, it's it exactly the same as the Elon Musk thing. Wait, and he's killing apes! It <gasps> all comes full circle. I, I the, consider... Wait, 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 wait! Is the chip he's putting in these monkeys turning them into NFTs? Is that what's happening? Oh my God. That's the worst kind of dark magic. <laughs> <laughs> I considered quote tweeting the news article uh, with the quote from that weird NFT guy being like, my apes, they're all gone. Guys, <laughs> I think we're having one of those end of the usual suspect uh, moments on our show here because mm -hmm. we talked about cyberpunk. We talked about Elon Musk killing monkeys. Now we're talking about NFTs. Every maniac mansion probably has something to do with this also. Uh -huh. <laughs> Pokemon are like apes that have been digitized. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I think it all it all comes together right now at this moment. All right, you have to listen out... to the entire season to get the full arc of uh, mm -hmm. things, so they make sense. Yeah, you need to start playing this podcast at uh, eleven fifty eight to have it. <laughs> you you find out what NFTs are at midnight on New Year's Eve. Yeah, you have to right. wait wait for the kick and then uh, start throwing it off a bridge. And then do a ball change. Yep. 11.58, you said, Matt, which does not give yep. us enough time to really oh, you have get to, into you it. You have to play it at 300 times speed. Oh, okay. You have to play it at 666% speed. Ooh, and then right. the devil kills you at midnight. <laughs> oh, man, the devil kills you at midnight sounds like the best anime ever. It sounds like the name of a really, really good horror movie from the 80s that maybe, like, one famous person was in. Mm -hmm. but no one has ever heard of except for your one extremely cool friend who is always smoking weed. Yeah, like maybe it's Boris Karlov's final movie or something. <laughs> oh, man. Guys, we should make something that's called The Devil Kills You at Midnight. I can't tell if it should be a, like a heavy metal album. One-shot or... RPG. <clears throat> Ooh, that would be good, too! Fuck! All right, no one steal our idea. Even if we never do anything with it, you're still Especially not allowed to steal it. Especially if we never do anything with it. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, one of those one-page RPGs that doesn't really have very strong mechanics and is more just an excuse to dick around with your friends. But you have to actually kill yourself at the end of the game. No, the devil does it. Yeah, well, the devil yes, the devil it. made me do it. <laughs> ah, just like in The Conjuring 3. Mm-hmm. That felt like a gross movie. Yeah, it was, was it? about a real person who actually had very severe psychological problems and did murders. And, and then they were like, no, it was the devil. And, like, also maybe just kind of made it up and blamed it on the devil because he yeah. murdered someone? I mean, I genuinely think that he was extremely disturbed and insane. Who and that's sad. That? Tell me. What? Uh, I fr- it's, the devil made, it's the devil made me do it case from the 80s. That was, like, the phrase that made the news, because that was his defense. God, what was the real guy's name? Arnie something? Hmm, okay. Uh, Arnie Cheyenne. Well, that name's not ringing a bell. Oh, I think it was Owatanasiam? Yeah. Mm -hmm. There we go. Amanda (laughs) Kiss was the victim. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) That's horrible. You're making it worse. (laughs) Arnie Cheyenne Johnson. So Arnie Johnson was the devil-made-me-do-it case, the first known court case where the defense sought to prove innocence based on uh, a claim of demonic possession. Right. Yeah. I always feel weird about that stuff. They made that movie about Lizzie Borden with, um, what's her name in it? Christina Ricci. Christina Ricci. But there's compelling evidence that in real life, she probably didn't do it. Like, I've seen a special about this that has some really, like, clear cut stuff mm. that it seemed like the newspapers just made that up because it was sensational yeah apparently like there were like there were axe marks in the ceiling that she wasn't tall enough to reach and they were just like we're gonna ignore that yeah <laughs> like you can't yeah. you can't do that uh <laughs> the, i i think that it's a an interesting uh thing the interpretation that she got framed because she was secretly gay i think that's my Lizzie Borden conspiracy theory, I believe. No, hold on, hold on. Yeah. When you say she got framed, you mean somebody came to her house and murdered all of her family just because she was gay? No, they just blamed it on her and they didn't know who did it. Yeah. Oh, so the police framed her. Yes, yes, yes. This I agree with. They were like, well, we'll take their uh, gay daughter and blame it on her. Well, we know one person in this house is uh, mentally disturbed, so she probably did murders. (laughs) Hysterical, I bet. Yeah. Um... But yeah, it's, I guess all the Conjurings are kind of based on real things, but this one is a murder, so it feels different. I mean, it's like all of the hundreds of movies that are like the Salem Witch Trials, but there are actual witches. Like, people really got killed, though. Yeah, Yeah, and none of them were witches. (laughs) None of them were witches. Not a single one. even if they were, it would still be bad to murder them. Yes. And it's also bad now to make it seem like it was awesome that Nicolas Cage did it. Yeah. Well, no, that is awesome. <laughs> oh, Jeff Listen, been no, when no, Nicolas Cage does on, it. <laughs> I've got to defend Jeff on this one point. If actual Nicolas Cage, who is still alive now, was also alive during the Salem Witch Trials and was like a Witchfinder general, that would be awesome. <laughs> I'll give you that one. Fair enough. Here's the thing about witch trial movies where the witches are real is it would totally whip ass and rule if if there were evil witches and some guy in a big pointy hat killed them with a crossbow. Uh, But it would whip ass ten times more if the witches killed the guy in the pointy hat. So that's the problem. Uh, Yeah, that's true. 
It's sort of like the it's the the myth of cowboys. Like, yeah, it would be cool if there were a bunch of gunslingers out there doing vigilante justice against crimes, but no, it was just a bunch of guys getting drunk and stealing other people's land. Mm-hmm. And it was a thousand times cooler when they tried to do that, and then the people they were stealing land from got them and killed them instead. Yeah. Oh, man, it ruled. Yep. History. Well, the the alternate history where the white man lost is the one that rules. Yes, that's the best. The best one. The best of all histories are the ones where white men lose, which which is, is unfortunately so rare. rare. Yeah, but only mostly because only white men have have had history written down that hasn't then been burned by white men. Mm. Well, you know, uh, <clears throat> at least we still have the fact that we can't jump. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks for listening to the podcast. <laughs> if you liked it, please rate and review us on the podcatcher mm. of your choice. And uh, please tell your friends about the show so we can continue to grow. Sorry we were off for a few weeks. Uh, we, I had some complicated stuff going on in my life. I was stuck in Arizona for three days, so that's not great. Um, but we're back now, and we're better than ever. Question mark? Yeah, we are. Uh, uh, yeah. Exclamation touch- point. Mm. <laughs> if you want to get in touch with us, find us on Twitter, at HackTheNetPod, or you can uh, message us on Mastodon to join our Discord. I'm at Matt Heron at Mastodon.com online <laughs> Take you a minute. when yep, i forgot when will they make it legal to for white men to jump uh, we can't it's the one thing you're denied we've been we've been trying since jump around a protest song to make it legal but we haven't succeeded uh All the censorship of white men's <laughs> jumping but i heard that joe rogan jumps every day on his podcast he's a he's the only real freedom fighter left he has to to see over the dashboard of his car. He's a small man. <laughs> he's very short. Yeah, he's and like also sucks ass. He's like my height. Uh, I don't know. I don't know why I bullied him about his height just now. He's my height. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was a bit strange. <laughs> uh, he is like all like weird little sinewy muscles. He's yeah, kind of goblin shaped. <laughs> he's my height and double my width. Uh, <laughs> and uh, you can find all my things on weaponizedlanguage.com. All right, you can talk to me on Mastodon at Louisa at Mastodon.xyz. All right, gang, thanks for listening to the show. Come back next week. In the meantime, don't forget that you can fuck up on the internet in so many ways. Mm, I don't know if other people are going to be into it. Eat your donuts! Has our show become inaccessible? Yes. It started out inaccessible. That's why the only people who listen to it are people who know us personally. I thought you were going to say the only people who listen to it are in excess. (laughs)